Hey, and welcome to my new podcast, Phoenix Unleashed. Hey, amazing people, it's Kylie here, and today I'm going to talk about imposter syndrome. So imposter syndrome is something that I really got into in my business when I first kicked it off. Um, I started as a confidence and business coach. And then I was like, what's the point of like business coaching in the whole idea of you can get business resources everywhere. You go on Google, you can get free courses on Google, you can get free courses on Udemy, you can get a whole bunch of stuff. What really I noticed with business was the mindset stuff. And when I started working with small business women, I noticed there was a lot of mindset stuff. And then I also noticed a lot of this thing called imposter syndrome. So imposter syndrome is something I didn't even know I had. And yet I had it for a while, a very, very long time. So I delved into imposter syndrome and I really explored it. And I'm going to share that with you today. So what is imposter syndrome? It's that feeling that you're just one step away from being found out as an imposter right? That anything that's happening in your life that is good, so any successes, promotions, or anything you get isn't because you're amazing. It's just because it happened because there was no one else, like two hands in a heartbeat, right? Even though you've achieved these amazing things, you feel like a fraud. You don't feel like you deserve them, that they're for you, anything and stuff. So there's this quote here that's quite good. Imposter syndrome happens when there is a mismatch between you, who you see yourself as currently being, and who you think you need to be to achieve or create a goal, despite the evidence that you're more than capable. So it's really a mismatch in your identity. You don't feel like you should be where you are or what's happening, and you just feel like a fraud. Like someone's going to come and take the mask off and find out that you don't know what you're doing. And of course you do. You're fine, right? So imposter syndrome is a fear, right? It can come down to being a fear. And we know what fear is like. Fear is fear doesn't do help with anyone. It doesn't help anyone, right? It's just a pain in the butt. So when imposter syndrome strikes, generally what will happen is we'll start to feel anxious, which will then turn into fear. And then that will trigger the body's sympathetic nervous system which is our fight, flight, and freeze response, right? Fight, flight, and freeze. So that's when all the adrenaline and everything starts pumping, 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 pumping. And this will trigger in our brain that it wants to protect us because that's what our brain wants to do. Our brain is, it, it wants to just protect us. It doesn't want us to get hurt. It, that's its whole job. So it wants to protect us from rejection or embarrassment or shame. And it also wants to stop us from being eaten, right? So generally what happens back in the caveman days, so we would be like walking along, having a good old time, and we'd see a tiger, right? Oh, crud, there's a tiger, right? Cue the flight, 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 freeze response, all right? Tiger's here, fight, flight, freeze, what are we doing? Are we freezing? Are we running? Are we going to fight the tiger, right? Then what would normally happen back in the caveman days the tiger would do whatever. So let's just say in this case, the tiger's gone and taken a nap. He's over there, he's having a sleep, he's having a snooze, he's good, right? So physically, your fight, flight, 
freeze response would have settled. It would have just gone, yeah, okay, we chill, we can calm down, it's all good, don't stress, right? But with imposter syndrome, you're currently playing these scenarios in your head. So your fight, flight, freeze response is never stopping. So it's continuing to go on and on and on and on, right? Which isn't good for anyone because it's not designed to be on that long. So while this tiger is snoozing, while this imposter syndrome is still playing in your head, it's causing issues. So when we're on this fight, flight, freeze response for so long, what will happen is we'll start to feel more mentally exhausted, trained, and have an inability to concentrate because our body still thinks we're in that fight, flight, freeze mode, right? So it's moving all the chemicals and it's doing all that stuff and we're just on high alert. So Dr. Tara Stewart, who's a neuroscientist and a leadership coach, states high levels of the hormone cortisol caused by chronic stress about being discovered or outed as an imposter or simply a fear of failure can lead to irritability, mental exhaustion and burnout, as well as a lowered immunity resulting in everything from weight gain which adds to your negative self-image, more colds and flus that last longer, all the way up to heart attacks and cancer. So imposter syndrome, we want to get rid of her, right? We want to deal with her because none of that sounds like something we want. It may also explain to a lot of you why there may be weight gain, why there may be mental exhaustion, why there may be more colds and flus, why there's all these different things, why there's burnouts happening more often. Because if you're in imposter syndrome and you're constantly thinking, they're going to find me out, they're going to find me out, they're going to find me out, fight, fight, freeze, bang, right? This is where we're at. Too much going on in the body. So, and this is the same with repeated negative self-talk, you know, and this is what it targets. So in our brain, we have this amazing, in our unconscious mind, we have this amazing thing called the reticular activating system. Now, it spots information. So it will, because we, we deal with so many different things all the time, right? Like at the moment while I'm recording this podcast, I'm recording and I'm watching you, I'm listening out for my children in the other room, I've also got the rain going on and everything else that's happening in my body. And my RAS system is what filters everything. So if I keep thinking that I'm an imposter, my RAS system is going to look for things that are going to confirm to me that I'm an imposter. If I don't think I'm an imposter and I think that I'm totally rocking my business and I'm just totally having a great time, it's going to look for things that are going to confirm that. So this goes into a bit of that whole, like, you know, looking for the positives and training your brain. So, and it will create neural pathways and trigger emotions and all of that. So if we want, this is why in some of my social media posts, I'll say, you want to stop being an imposter? Stop thinking like an imposter. Because when you stop thinking like an imposter, you're stopping that RAS system looking for proof that you're an imposter, right? So, yeah, how do I stop thinking like an imposter? Don't be an imposter. Now, another thing I just want to mention really quickly, mind stories. So remember that your body, your mind, and your emotions are all linked, right? So there's a beautiful thing um, from Bruce Lee that says, don't speak negatively about yourself even as a joke. Your body doesn't know the difference. Words are energy and cast spells. That's why it's called spelling. Change the way you speak about yourself and you can change your life. What you're not changing, you're choosing, right? So imposter syndrome, as I said before, I didn't realize uh, that I had 
encountered it, that I was doing it, that it, it happened. I just always felt this dread. I always didn't go for promotions. And when I did, I always felt like once I had that promotion, I had to continually prove myself. So back in, before I got into hypnotherapy and all that, I worked in senior leader, senior retail management, and I got through the ranks quite quickly. So I was running a multi-million dollar store with like over a hundred staff that I would manage. And, but I always felt like I had to give more. I had to do more time. I had to do this. I had to, to be this person who'd been doing it for years because I had to prove myself. I was constantly trying to prove myself because even though I'd done the work and I was doing great work and I was making the store profitable and the staff morale was up, I constantly felt like I had to keep proving myself and proving myself. And that was imposter syndrome. So there is a key difference between those who struggle with imposter syndrome and those who don't. So I'm just going to go through a couple of ones I've written down. So those who struggle with imposter syndrome are likely to struggle with procrastination, paralysis, people-pleasing, and perfectionism. For me, bang, 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 right? All of them. I had to be perfectionism-like. You know how hard it is to make a store absolutely perfect with customers? It's crazy. So I just People pleasing, I always wanted my boss to be like, yes, Kylie's on the ball. She's got this rocking, right? They are more likely to experience stress-related symptoms due to pushing on through despite their fears, which can lead to anxiety and performance issues. I was stressed to the max and I used to smoke like a chimney because I would be out there with the guys having a smoke because I was like, okay, I need to bring my stress in. Okay, this is what I need to do. Um, I had a boss that was so stressed out and so people-pleasing that during one project we worked on, he literally drank about 16 Red Bulls. He had drunk so many energy drinks because he wanted to be at work and keep going and, and being amazing that he actually stunk of Red Bull. Like it had sweat out of his pores. It was like, oh. People tend to struggle with pricing. All my small business owners, shout out, often charging less than they're worth or discounting without even being asked. Now, this is something that I need to do an entire podcast episode on, but we tend to not think our work is good enough because we're an imposter in regards to small business. So we will not price or we will not price what we should be pricing. Resist putting themselves forward for opportunities to shine. So in small business relation, this could be putting yourself forward for a collaboration, putting yourself forward for PR, putting yourself out there for the media in different bits, or even putting yourself up like maybe a podcast. I would love to have some more small businesses come and jump on with this podcast with me, but there are businesses that won't do that. So it's resisting putting them forward for opportunities. In my retail days, I wouldn't put myself forward for promotions or projects because I didn't think I was good enough, even though... I would totally smash it, right? And they struggle with boundaries. People pleasers meaning they overgive, often giving too much away for free and can end up resenting their audience and their business. So I know that I went through this. Um, I was giving, I run a networking group. I run a couple of networking groups. And people would come to the networking group and ask me all this advice, all this advice, even though they know that I have a coaching business and that's what I was doing. And I would give them, I would help them, I would help with their issues. And I was giving so much away from free, all of this extra time that I was then starting to resent it. So I started to resent the networking group that I'd created because I'm like, I'm showing up and I'm giving this service already. And then people are wanting more and more. And my boundaries just weren't there. 
So the best thing to know about imposter syndrome is that 70% of people encounter imposter syndrome at least once. Now, I believe this percentage is much, much higher because I don't, as I said, I didn't even realize what imposter syndrome was until I really got into the nitty gritty of it all. But 70% of people, seven out of 10, have encountered imposter syndrome. Now, 60% of women, just a side note, 60% of women who want to start a business don't because of imposter syndrome. So if you are listening to me, I know a lot of amazing ladies. I know a lot of amazing ladies are in small business. Good on you. You've beat the 60% of women who haven't started because of imposter syndrome. You are amazing. So in regards to imposter syndrome, just a quick chat. It does not add any way discriminate. So it's not like, oh, because you're a business owner, you're going to get imposter syndrome or because you're a celebrity, you're not going to have imposter syndrome. So you can go through, there's a whole list of celebrities that talk about their imposter syndrome openly. So just to go over a couple, I've got uh, Ryan Reynolds, Tom Hanks, Tina Fey, Maya Angelou published how many books known for so much about being an activist and sharing stories and just being like a really cool chick and she I think it was she published her seventh book out of 11 books that she published and she said to the journalist when will they find out that I'm a fraud right so Emma Watson a whole bunch of them have encountered imposter syndrome even people like Albert Einstein Marilyn Monroe as well encountered imposter syndrome so it doesn't discriminate people tend to feel it um for whatever reason that it is for them so because I noticed that imposter syndrome was so cumbersome and out there and I hadn't really found anyone that could give me the tips on how to overcome it. I had dealt, I had met people who were like, yeah, I have imposter syndrome. Oh, I don't know. I have imposter syndrome. And then I met other people who were like, yeah, I totally got rid of my imposter syndrome. So, which is great. What I realized is that imposter syndrome if it isn't dealt with, it can come into your belief system. So as we talked about, that RAS system is looking for things that you're an imposter. And if you don't deal with it, it can really start to sink into being a form of your identity. So it's sitting on that belief system. It becomes a part of your identity. It can be hard to shift. I know that I have good days with imposter syndrome and I have bad days with imposter syndrome. And I've been working with her for quite a while now and deep diving. So what I did is I came up with five different types of imposters so there are five imposters out there now the reason that I break it down to five is so you can pinpoint which one you're dealing with and then you can kick it to the curb so I actually have created a quiz on this and I will pop it in the link below in the description of this episode so that you can go and check it out but you go and you do the quiz and it will tell you which one you're dealing with. Now, you could be dealing with several imposters in, imposters at the time or several disguises, as I call them. You could be dealing with several disguises at the time. This quiz will just give you the top one that it believes that you're dealing with right now. Now, once you fill it out, you can, of course, join my email list and keep up to date with all my special love notes. If not, that's fine. But what will happen is it will give you a result and tell you and give you a couple of tips on how you can continue to overcome it. So say that you do the quiz and you get a result, you're then given tips, you can keep that imposter at bay or get rid of her or know what you have to work on and then you can go on to the next one, maybe do the quiz again and then get the next result. So there are five imposters. So I'm just going to give you a quick summary of them now. 
And you can, of course, head over to my blog on my website and there will be more information there. So perfectionist, right? Anyone here a perfectionist? This is the most common imposter syndrome because we want to be perfect. We want everything to be perfect to prove. It's that whole proving, right? So there is a perfectionist. Now, three things to remember. Progress, not perfection. We want to get things done. It doesn't need to be perfect all the time. There is no perfect time. There's no such thing. Just get it done. Just get it done. Get it out there in the world. You'll be amazing. A good tip that I do with this is what are three things I'm doing well right now with my goal or my life. So when I feel like perfectionism is coming and she's knocking at my door and she's harassing me, um, I'll think, okay, but what are three things going well right now? And if I can submit this work, what could happen then? Because sometimes when we're sitting on something, whether it's say it's publishing a book, writing a blog article, replying to a customer email, we tend to think it's not good enough. Maybe it's at that 80, 90% mark. It's not at the 100 mark that we need or the 110% mark in some people's case. Generally, once we put it out there or we give someone else eyes to it, they find what's missing. They find what's missing and they quickly fix it. So you can keep not putting your message out into the world, but it's going to be an issue. Like, look here. My podcast isn't the best. My, um, If you're watching me on YouTube, you can see, like, my shelving is a mess. Um, my hair is like not there, um, but I'm here and I'm turning up and I'm sharing with you my message because hopefully it'll be out there and it'll be helping someone. Maybe it'll give someone a different opinion on the things I have discussed. Maybe it'll motivate someone else to bring out their own podcast and share their message, right? So it's not perfect, but that's something that will happen over time. Maybe I'll have an adjustment, I'll get some feedback and change bits and pieces, right? That's what it's all about. Now, at the start of this episode, I talked about fear and what fear and how imposter syndrome is about fear. So when I look at perfectionists, for me, it calls out a fear of failure. Because perfectionists don't want to fail. So they don't tend to put themselves out there because they don't want to be deemed as failing. Imposter syndrome number two, superhero. So this one is all about putting, you know, like any business person out there especially women in business they want to be the perfect mom the perfect partner the perfect daughter the perfect business owner the perfect employee the perfect the perfect whatever niece aunt whatever it is right and they keep putting more and more on their plate because they want to they, they want to be the best they want to show up and be perfect for everyone so even though their plate is over full they keep bringing it and filling it and filling it and filling it until they go into overwhelm and then generally they'll hit that burnout brick wall, which no one wants to hit. That's not fun, right? So the couple of tips I have for the superhero. One, start veering away from external validation. Who gives our F what anyone else thinks, right? As long as you're comfortable. Do you feel comfortable feeling overwhelmed? Do you feel comfortable slamming into the burnout brick wall? Do you feel comfortable continuing to heap up your plate? No, so stop doing it. Do what, do what works for you. Now, what I found with this is with the superheroes, I had a lot of trouble on doing what I had achieved for the day. So as a mom, as a business owner doing several things, I'm like, well, what did I actually achieve today? I don't know. So, and this is actually in my gratitude journal. And one of the biggest reasons I put it in there is I have you write your achievements for the day. And I know once I write my three achievements and I can look back and go, okay, I achieved stuff. Now it doesn't mean you wrote a book or you, earned a million dollars. It can be as simple as I got to the bottom of the laundry basket. My kids are alive. 
I replied to all those customer emails. I scheduled my social media posts. Whatever it is, I record three things and that makes me feel better because I feel like I've actually achieved something. And then if, you know, at the end of the week, I'm like, oh, I've had a bad day and I haven't done anything for a couple of days, I know I've achieved things. So for me, dealing with the superhero, that was my best way. Now, remember my superhero. Even when you catch a plane, so when you get on the plane, first thing they say is put on your own oxygen mask before helping others. You need to take care of yourself because if you overwhelm and you slam into the burnout brick wall, do you think stuff's going to get done? You might not. And then when you come out of it, that stuff's still there. And then you've got to pile it up and pile it up again. And then you're just in this toxic cycle of overwhelm, burnout, have a rest. And you go back into overwhelm, burnout, have a rest. So really take care of yourself my superheroes and in relation to fear I tie this one to the fear of missing out and that's why you want to take so much on because you don't want to miss out on everything you want to be a part of everything so for me this is FOMO number three the natural genius now the easiest way I sum up my natural genius is say that you are an amazing dancer you are like you rock tap right tap dancing is your thing you get all the awards you get all the accolades you can just pick up a tap dance like that whatever it is a new tap move and you are just absolutely amazing and then someone says to you okay i know you're really good at tap but i want you to come over and try ballet dancing and you're like no nah, i'm good i'm not going to get trophies for that i'm going to have to start from the beginning i'm not into that at all i'm not going to do any of that Ugh, yuck right i don't want to do anything of that so you don't then go and do it because you think you have to be great at everything from the beginning. So you need to step outside your comfort zone. So another good one for this is when your kids are learning to walk, do you push them down and say, don't even try your bad at it? I don't even know why you're bothering. Of course you don't. So yes, natural genius, you may be talented at some things, but don't let that stop you from exploring new adventures and new possibilities. So remember, we're all a work in progress, which is absolutely fine. Set clear goals for the new activity you're going to undertake. So say you want to learn ballet. Maybe you want to learn a new move a week. Maybe it's a new move a fortnight. Maybe you want to enter your first contents in six months. Just set clear goals to keep you on your path and to know that you're going to be doing it. It's going to be great. And just like the perfectionist, there is no perfect time. Don't wait for a perfect time. Go in and get it. There's not going to be a perfect time that you're going to be amazing at ballet. It's not a perfect time that means you're going to be able to do a pirouette amazingly. So just get started. And the fear that I tie this into is the fear of the unknown because you don't know what's out there, right? So you don't want to go and explore it. Number four, the soloist. Now, she's very similar to the superhero, but the only difference is she won't even ask for help, right? She just wants to do everything herself. Leave her alone. She got this. I know a lot of people like soloist is, yeah, she comes up a lot for me. And it's really taken a lot for me to now even ask in my, in my work and my family life to delegate and to outsource and to ask for help and not take everything on because you get nowhere fast. So first up, biggest thing is there is no shame in asking for help. There are people out there that want to help. There are people out there that want to help us. They just don't know how to. Even when you look at the concept of the universe, they talk about free will and that you spirit guides or 
you know, ascended masters or whoever is up there is not going to help because they're leaving you to free will. They will help if you ask. So when you start asking, right? Even when you manifest, you ask. So many soloists view asking for help as a sign of weakness. It's not. We all need help at times, and there are people that want to help you. There are people that, that want to see you succeed. So if you don't know how to ask for help, then you can even ask someone and say, look, what might be the best way to ask for your help in this situation? Whatever that situation is. Now, if you're in business, there's a, there's heaps of Facebook groups out there. There's communities. I run a community called Australian Ladies in Business Initiative, Alibi for short. There's people out there that want to help you. So, but we don't know if you don't ask, right? So start asking. What's the worst that could happen? And same thing with my superhero. Remember that when you're on an airplane, put your mask on first before others. Because if you take everything on and do it all yourself, you're getting nowhere fast. And what I mean by that is you can outsource things. So, for example, I have a website. I needed to get the website done. I need to get SEO done. Now, I don't know it. But normally I do everything myself, right? So I started studying websites and websites and websites and I poured so much time and it still looks like a clunky yuck. But then I outsourced it. I outsourced it to someone else whose websites are their genius zone and they gave me what I needed and it worked out well. Rather than me wasting time and trying to learn about it and still not getting it right and having a clunky piece of yuck, they were able to do it because it was their genius zone. And everyone has different genius zones and that's okay. So why we're all different and amazing and unique, yeah? And number five, expert. So the expert is wanting to constantly, constantly in the seek of knowledge, right? Constantly searching for knowledge. Even when they know everything, they want to learn more. So what I mean by this is, so for example, when I came out as a business coach, I have a master's in business. I worked in senior retail management for a long time. Like I would promote leaders, train leaders, uh, flip stores that weren't, you know, profiting. I ran a massive, you know, managed over a hundred people, did multi-million dollar stores and all of that sort of stuff. And then I went into business coaching. I was like, I don't know enough. I need to go and study some more. Maybe I need to go get my doctorate. Maybe I need to go and study this and that and that. Because I was like, I feel like an imposter that was doing business coaching. I'm standing here on my own, feeling like an imposter. I need to go out and do something. Don't get me wrong, the pursuit of knowledge is amazing, but you need to use it <laughs> in some way, right? Don't just keep adding awards and medals and everything and you're not doing anything with it. So there is always more to learn. 100% there's always more to learn. Like this is how I'm now in past life regression and doing QHHT and all of that stuff because there is more to learn. There is also no shame in asking for help. So you don't need to go and learn to build a website when you can find someone to do it. You don't need to go and learn to do something else when you can find someone else to do it, if it's in regards to that. And I feel like one journaling question that I like to ask is like, what are three things that I do know? What are things that are right now in my current business that I do know? Maybe I don't need to go and do another course. Maybe because that course looks nice and shiny over there, I want to do it, but I don't need to do it, right? So for the fear of this, I've put fear of success. Because you're chasing the fear of success in regards to expert, you're not getting there. And while I remember, for the soloist, it was fear of rejection. Yeah, for the expert, it's fear of success. You have this fear that success is coming for you, so you want to keep learning and keep doing more things. 
So let me know if any of those pulled out for you, worked for you, you were really intrigued by them. And if so, don't forget, head on, I'll put the quiz below. Go and check the quiz out and see what you get and then share. Let me know. What did you get? Did it resonate? Did it not resonate? Right? Once you do the quiz and you check them out and you go down, it's like that whole elephant thing. How do you eat an elephant one piece at a time? So there are some quick fixes you can do if you are feeling quite like I don't know what to do and this isn't working. So for me, this is why I created my gratitude journal. Now, my gratitude journal that I created, I created it to also combat imposter syndrome and do gratitude because I noticed that when I started to look for gratitude and gratefulness and more of that positive side of things out in the world, it was training my RAS system to look for positives. So when I'm like, I feel grateful that I have my job, I would look for things of, why I felt grateful for it, not why am I, what are the reasons that I'm here? I'm going to train my RES system to look for the bad stuff. So when I started to look for the gratitude and the more positive time side, I was really helping my RES system, which we talked about earlier. Now, in the gratitude journal as well, I have a section for listing my achievements, which is great for when my soloist and my superhero comes out to remind me, well, what have you actually achieved today? Well, I've written it in my book. I can always come back. And then also in the journal, I've added feedback. And that was to remind me to have, you know, we constantly look, this is another RES technique, we constantly get compliments during the day. We do, whether it's someone saying that you have nice glasses or nice hair or whatever it is. We don't tend to take notice of them. But as soon as we're given one piece of negative feedback, whether it is like, oh, your eyebrows haven't been waxed, or you could have brushed your hair, whatever it is, we then concentrate on that negative feedback and we throw everything else out the window. And that's because we've been trained from a young age with our RES system to really focus on that. So in the gratitude journal, I get you to um, list your gratitude to train your RES to look for the positives. Write your achievements, which always keep soloist and superhero at bay. And then also the positive feedback. So when you're having a slumpy day or you're feeling like an imposter, you can go back and you can read over the past days and just totally be like, this is cool, right? And of course, you don't have to get my journal. You can do it in your own. But imposter syndrome is there. I hope what I've covered today really has made a lot of sense. Maybe it's turned a light bulb on and you didn't realize it was imposter syndrome and now you have and now you can work forward. Check out the quiz. Let me know if it resonates with you at all or if it doesn't. I have covered today what each one means and I've given you a couple of quick tips on how to deal with it. Once you do the quiz, you'll also receive an email with more information. And as always, if you have any questions or want to know anything, please let me know. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast and my YouTube channel. And you can, of course, follow me on my social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram at Kylie King Phoenix. And I hope you guys have an amazing day.